Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome live from Chicago. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. All things sports, medicine, fitness, and wellness brought to you by Global Schoolwear. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, MVP Parent Magazine, and the UK Health Radio Network. We've got a great doubleheader today. Rick Tellender, the award-winning senior Hall of Fame sports columnist with the Chicago Sun-Times author of uh, numerous books, former senior writer for Sports Illustrated, ESPN, the magazine. He returns after all these years, along with Robert Esme. He's the speed doctor, former Canadian Olympic gold medalist sprinter, founder of At Air Blast Off Sports. Then the Sports Doctor's in, some Bob Guida wisdom. Rick Tellender, welcome back to the Sports Doctor. Hi, Doc. Good to be back. Great. You know, Rick and I, we were laughing. We were trying to remember the first time he was on. It's got to be 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> we would catch up. He said he wasn't sure. He was, he's getting a little older. And I, I told him I, I totally, uh, I totally under, understood. Uh, Rick spent years with the sports writers. He was the young guy at Chicago with some of those writers. Rick, give us a little bit of quickie background on yourself. Well, uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Doc. I forgot the last, the first time we talked because I can't remember. Listen, I, you know the thing that gets me all these old rock and roll songs, and I know the songs, and I I can see the artists, and I think, like God, what's her name? I just have too much information crammed into my brain. <laughs> but um, all right, uh, basic information on me: I was born and raised in Peoria, Illinois. My family, my father's side, all from Chicago came to this country in the late 1800s from Sweden. Um, the other side, my mom is from Peoria. I went to Peoria Richards High School, Northwestern University, and then I began a writing career, started out Sports Illustrated, uh, freelancing, and wrote for a lot of other magazines. And then eventually I worked for a while as senior writer for ESPN, the magazine, and then it's been just about 25 years with the Chicago Sun-Times. So that's me in a nutshell, Bob. And you were the young guy around the table with some of those oh, famous sports, sports yeah. writers <laughs> on the sports writers, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, those are a bunch of grizzled old geezers, kind of like, you know, I'm getting there now myself, but not quite. But, yeah, Bill Gleason, Bill Joust, Ben Bentley, sometimes Joe Mushel, and then later uh, Mike Mulligan, would be on, and um, let's see, Lester Munson, and I don't know, Tony Gennetti might have been on a couple of times, Lacey Banks, but the core group was uh, Joust, Bentley, Gleason, and me. And the producer, the kind of the genius behind it all, John Roach, young guy, and he always said, you know, I don't know, Tellinger, uh, I guess so, we need a guy on who doesn't have a prostate problem. So right. that's how I got on the show. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's amazing. You never know where the talent is. 
in one regard or another. Of course, everybody, Rick Kellender has been my favorite sports writer, but he's a guy who's written about all sorts of worldly concerns, all sorts of areas of the interaction of sports and life, of sports and culture, uh, whether it was dealing with uh, uh, concerns with sports and drugs, whether it was talking about some of his great stories in his books about returning to the playground, maybe doing some uh, basketball back in New York City, uh, and the, the whole uh, area of that interaction. That's always been a big um, uh, uh, interest, Rick, of yours, hasn't it, in your writing on the side. It's been not just sports and scores, but tremendous interaction of what's going on and there's an endless list of new excitements that are going on in the middle of sports, aren't there? Well, yeah, I would say it's not just, you know, my main interest. It's my sole interest. Sports are obvious to everybody. You can see the score. You see when a guy throws a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. You see a dunk. You see, um, you know, a touchdown pass. All those things you get replay. You don't need somebody to describe those to you. What I'm interested in, my curiosity is kind of um, – boundless in that regard is what sports means to people who are the people who play the sport what do the games that they play what is their uh importance in society you know um you think about i people say well sports writing is not that important i think of the things that i've been able to cover from financial elements from uh things that economics that deal with uh, monopolies cartels you know, the NFL, you can talk about the NCAA, unpaid labor. You get into, uh, obviously, the huge issue of race. I mean, where did, where did race relations change hugely in this country? But when Jackie Robinson came to baseball, uh, players still wear number 42 on, on Jackie Robinson Day. So, you know, that was there. There now are the issues of politics. Do we let Russians, doping Russians in the games? Do we, uh, in the Olympics? which we have done, what is fair, what isn't fair. And most recently, um, just the other day, I wrote about the new Live Golf, which actually those numbers are the numerals. Those are Roman numerals. It means 54. Another world. I guess they, yeah. So, yeah uh, and anyway, another but, world. But the, and like we saw in both Olympics, Rick, you know, the uh, tremendous attention, especially with the pandemic, to whatever guest I have on the show, international, national, whatever their vocation, background, everybody's talking about and concerned about mental health. You had this uh, with Simone Biles uh, 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 making such a big issue uh, about that in the Summer Olympics. Of course, in the Winter Olympics, we had one of the greatest skaters I've ever seen, and this has been my world for 40 years, is, is the world of figure skating, that young Russian, and the whole uh, scenario and... and uh, uh, hassle with, with, uh, with drugs and sports. Everybody listening to the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. Go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com. If you go over to radio shows, you go back years, you might catch Rick the last time he was on. Who knows? Guests from all over the world, so many different topics. Listen to whatever you would like. If you go over to newspaper articles and magazines, you read about a lot of great stuff we're doing in the world of youth sports with MVP Parent Magazine writing articles on so many different areas from concussions to what we call the mental game, the physical and mental challenges. We have thousands and thousands of followers, uh, lots of great information uh, on Twitter. If you go to Sports Doc Radio, 
with LinkedIn, we're talking with Hall of Famer uh, Rick Tellender, who's covered all of these different areas over the years, again, as recently as the one you just mentioned a couple of days ago with that tremendous challenge uh, with what are we going to do with, this, with the world of golf and the, uh, what was the term you said, sports washing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's what, a new, it's a, you, a new I, term. I, it's a fancy, incredible word. Yeah, it's a great word. I didn't invent it, but it basically uh, just takes the the word whitewashing, which is cover-up, and you put sports in there. You can use sports to divert people, to divert the world, divert critics, divert um, all kinds of things by having this uh, blinding them with sports. And that's what Saudi Arabia is attempting to do with its Live Golf Tour, which has had uh, one tournament so far. Yeah, we could say coming, that about the Olympics, right, Rick? We could probably argue that exact point ad nauseum about the Olympics and where, you know, whether it's in China and having all these politics and everything else that's involved. It's interesting, over the years, you and I have spoken also about the uh, uh, physical and mental challenges, the sports medicine side. You know, you, you mentioned the first sentence when you said, yeah, you know, whether someone's got a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. When we first talked on the radio, there was one guy, two guys in the league. Now there's eight guys on every team. Uh, bigger, faster, stronger, along with all of these incredible positive changes, sports nutrition, the tremendous attention, the first guy I ever put orthotics in the spikes in baseball, Rick, was Eric Soderholm, uh, who you know worked with a sports hypnotist all those years ago at the White Sox. People thought he was nuts. Now every team has four different sports psychologists, so the evolution of all of these aspects in a lot of ways has been mind-boggling, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, pretty predictable, too, because the one constant is the desire to win. And to win, what you do is you uh, you do the basics, and then you just refine each point. If one person lifts weights, uh, you know, three times a week, well, I'll do it four times. If somebody does it four times, I'll do it seven times. You'll do uh, if somebody has one sports psychologist, well, let's get more uh, everything, training facilities, all that to be completely uh, devoted and tuned up for your sport so that you can then beat somebody else. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with mental health, though. That can be something uh, We've been that goes right out the window. Though, Rick, the, the band of experts I've put together over the years as guests on the sports doctor, people like the National Alliance of Youth Sports, iSports 360, the great new upcoming documentary, Where Our Children Play, The Challenge of Youth Sports, and paying big attention to the importance of the kids' points of view and the importance of, again, when I'm thinking of sports parents and the ranting, raving uh, uh, parents on the sidelines, the abuse, whether it's of, of, of team doctors or whether it's of crazy, crazy coaches. You know, you've written about, I've spoke, spoken about drugs and sports uh, even over-the-counter painkillers, I tell parents all the time, if your son or daughter needs over-the-counter pain medicine to participate, you're over the line. But I actually, Rick, over the years, I have changed the name. There are cheaters, and there always were, and there always will be. But I have actually changed the name of performance-enhancing drugs. You want to know what the new name is? I guess so. <laughs> okay. Performance-surviving. Can I get past this injury? 
can I somehow push most of the time over the years, this has been the real emphasis on trying to do whatever it takes to stay in the game. I'm okay, Don't you understand? I'm going to be cut from the team. I got to compete. My son's got to compete next week. So this is one of our biggest, biggest concerns, which is this reliance on all of these different areas, again, to um, train hurt. You know, the overkill in youth sports is unbelievable. We've made a tremendous amount, Rick, of um, progress in, again, paying attention to, uh, you know, bringing these kids up with a lot of lifestyle skills, the importance of teamwork, the importance of, of um, being able to um, communicate with their uh, uh, coaches and or parents. Uh, but when I co-wrote the book, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, uh, you know, it, it was hard to get away from some of these different uh, overzealousness in, in the world of, of uh, uh, youth sports. What do you think about that? Well, I think you pretty much said it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the desire to win, and it also has to do with how parents feel about their own children. And no matter what any parent says, uh, they may be acting as though they're concerned about the team or good coaching or better strategy or this, that, and the other thing. The, the bottom line, the fact is they just want their child to be the best. And it's an evolutionary thing. It's, uh, it's really hardwired into every adult. It takes a long time for them to realize that they may never realize it. But that's really all they want. They may act as though they're thinking about the whole team or the other kids, but they're only thinking about their own because we, you know, that's what we do, survival of the fittest. It, it transcends uh, just raw nature into everyday life. We know that. Yeah, uh, well, this there, is one we, of the real concerns have... with all of this stuff, Rick. One of the real concerns of all of this stuff is the epidemic, in capital letters, of youth sports, not only youth, but especially youth sports overuse injuries. Too much pitching, too much running, too much jumping, and the fact that a lot of it is, again, mental. The mental side, the pressures, the pressures to play, and these are the kinds of things that we work on on the sports doctor, I don't know, maybe 40 years, give or take a few weeks. <laughs> I've been playing around with this, which is the idea of uh, making sure we're including uh, that parents are good listeners, that they're paying attention to if their son or daughter is hurting, uh, they're not trying to get too crazy with some of these different um, uh, situations. You know, the great Olympic gold medalist, the young kid who grew up, he knew I put orthotics in his skates. He was 10 years old. Evan Lysacek, he grew up in Naperville. He was the 2010 men's Olympic gold medalist. I had his mother on uh, after the Olympics. I said, how do you know whose goal it is? She said, Dr. Bob, we had ice time at 6 in the morning. I never had, a, I never had to wake the kid up. Uh, Rick Tellender, Hall of Fame sports writer. You could, he's all over uh, Wikipedia. You could uh, find out all about him uh, uh, if you go to the uh, uh, Google him. And I want to thank you so much, Rick. And definitely sometime we'll keep on, on top of the progress. Thanks so much for coming back with us. Hold on, Rick. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents. 
an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together, we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. The goal of the book, give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kids. Uh, what's What are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, my discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parents' perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athlete. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP parents. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP parents with the Sports Doctor is In article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com, MVPParent.com. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is a well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, Global 
globalschoolware.com. Globalschoolware.com. If you live in or near Aurora, Illinois, and you're into sports, fitness at any level, or your son and daughter is, you cannot forget about your feet. Your feet affect everywhere else. There are complex motions that come into play, especially in sports. Your ankles, knees, hips, and back all are affected with your foot mechanics. Uh, come visit the office, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and get evaluated. Uh, check what shoes are best for you. I offer prescription orthotics, which is usually one of the major tools for treatment and prevention of foot-related ankle and leg problems. Also, enhancing performance. Step or two quicker. Call 630-898-3505 or go to sportsdoctorradio.com. Everybody, we are back. It's the Sports Doctor, live from Chicago. I want to welcome the Speed Doctor, Robert Esme. He is a former Canadian Olympic gold medalist sprinter. He's the founder of At Air Blast Off Sports. Robert, you with me? Yes, I'm here, live and in color. Welcome Welcome to the Sports Doctor. Robert, give us, please, some background on yourself and your Olympic venture. Awesome. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be next to another doctor, sports doctor. Um, but my story grew up in uh, Jamaica. I was born in Jamaica, uh, land of the, the fast sprinters. Absolutely. Land and then yeah. uh, came to Canada for a better education with my family. Uh, my father worked at, in the mining business. My mother's a nurse, and um, for enhanced my education process. Along the way, I was watching the '88 Olympics, and my Olympic uh, fire lit within me. And uh, watched the showdown between the Ben Johnson versus Carl Lewis, aka Canada versus USA. I um, remember it well. <laughs> I was Absolutely. enjoying it with my mother. And I uh, went to sleep that night and woke up and said, Mom, I want to become an Olympian. Uh, she looked at me and said, Boy, you better go to medical school. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, she was a, she was a gatekeeper, the dream killer, I, I call it back I then. I hear you. Ah, uh, you know, it's the whole sports medicine world. Yeah. <laughs> so hashtag hate sports parents. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, the name of my book is Hashtag Hate Sports Parents. So uh, I, I, I can hear your mom right away. Well, you know, she's always into the education, and she didn't do too much sports or understand the sports side of it. But when I convinced her um, it was going to pay for scholarships and medical school, oh, it opened her eyes, and she's like, yes, I'm in. So I learned how to trick her early. (laughs) So anyway, to make a long story short, we went on, and we won a lot of titles along the way. Uh, Won the world championships, the Olympics, back-to-back world championships, and I eventually, I was able to put on my doctor coat uh, and told her I'm a speed doctor. I make people run so fast to catch a cold. So, ah. uh, in a sense, I did not lie. I just manipulate what kind of doctor I was going to be. I hear you. I say, it sounds like the sports doctor. Yes, you know, a mutual friend, Christine Blanchard, who had interviewed you on Run With It. I have a segment with Christine 
called The Sports Doctor is In, where we talk about all these um, physical challenges. You know, I'm a sports podiatrist, so the role of the foot in Mm -hmm. speed, the role of the foot in balance and stability, such a big deal. Were you always somebody who knew you were talented with that kind of speed? Um, Did you run in school? Um, I did when I moved to Canada, um, but the funny thing is, if you look at most Jamaicans, since you're, you're familiar with the feet, um, I've been in the, the footwear orthotics business as well for over 10 years, and 26% of the speed comes from the foot, with the plantar fascia, all the pieces. So when it dorsiflex, it activates those tissues and those tendons and those muscles. So when you don't dorsiflex, you give up that amount of speed. And when you look at most Jamaican, they're flat-footed. Well, you figured flat-foot people won't run fast, right? But uh, it's a crazy science behind it where uh, yes. when you look at... Flat-foot, flat I foot. have... Uh, yes, you could be a world champion with flat feet. You were. But as a regular rule, it's a weak link. And many times, uh, 98% of my business, whether it's superstars or their grandmothers mm-hmm. or their children, is orthotics. And yep. optimum alignment, and when we mix that with strengthening the foot mm-hmm. and ankle, and we mix that with working balance, sometimes you might end up with that air blast off sports. <laughs> That's right, baby. Alignment is everything, because just like you said, if one thing is off, everything is going off. Right? So it's important to make sure everything's aligned, the vision, the focus, and all that stuff is there, the preparation. Um, and that's what, you know, those, some of those tools is what I, I pass on to the, the young generation. You know, it's interesting. One of my colleagues helps me with the radio, uh, has been a champion uh, sprinter, uh, except he's going to be 75 years old this fall, maybe set another couple of records. He was all excited that you were coming on, the whole world of, uh, and we were able to get a, a, a streamlined orthotic in his, uh, uh, racing shoes. Um, do you find in your orthotics world that you have success getting orthotics even in the slimmest and smallest of racing shoes? Absolutely. Uh, one of the challenges uh, that I find in uh, sports, especially even say track and field, where there's no room much into those spikes and stuff, is a uh, um, sort of like a dress orthotics, or I, I would yes. get people use a Birkenstocks. Yes, what we put in a racing shoe on my end is something that's as slim and as minimum bulk as what I put in a figure skate. Yeah. Uh, and that, there's an art uh, uh, e- even in, in uh, that regard. And so tell us about the blast-off. So are the, what ages and what are you doing to teach speed in, in your world of the speed doctor? Well, the Speed Doctor came up with a formula that works. Um, I was working with a lot of sports carols and different things that we do workshops around the world. And I was not the only, I was the only non-medical person there doing the conference. So I used to get referrals for half of marathoners, 10Ks, injuries to give me a six-week um, to get them back into their running um, mechanics. And I developed a six-week program called Need for Speed. doesn't matter what sport, all sport requires speed. Um, and then I started that area, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm doing multiple sport, hockey, football. Yeah. Where are you? Where, I'm in Ontario where, where, now. Oh, okay. You're you're in Ontario. What's Ontario. the best um, What's the best website 
uh, people could find out information about you and your programs? Well, um, I'm redesigning my, my new site, airblastoff.com, so that will be up shortly. Um, but in the meantime, they can get uh, critique at critique.com, um, Robert Esmond. We have my, my, my page there as well, where runners, sprinters, athletes, um, and I'm looking for a, uh, even a gait assessment because um, a lot of athletes, especially kids, they get a lot of foot problems and stuff because of the soccer cleats and the stud. Parents don't know what to do, what how how, how to help them, so they can just upload any content. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing, Robert. The uh, soccer is famous for cleats, baseball also, right under the heel, and there's a large growth center in the heel in children, as you know. And I've been arguing, I don't know, 30 years, give or take a few weeks, to you know get these kids into multiple nub shoes uh, in order to be able to uh, you know not have such specific pressure on growth centers, even uh, under the ball of the foot. Do you ever come across Tom Boatwright from the Aurora Flyers? No, I have not. I I thought I I thought he said uh, that he had heard heard about you. You know, a lot of people are surprised, although I don't think necessarily anymore, Robert, that you absolutely can teach speed. Now, you can't make somebody into Carl Lewis or That's Robert right. Esme, but regardless <laughs> of the sport, like you were saying, speed is, is of tremendous interest, but one of the big points, again, is, is just, uh, you know, not causing injury. Uh, I, I'm singing the song, the foot bone's connected to the ankle bone, connected to the knee bone all day long. What about you? Uh, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, and, and all sport, the, the issue is they, it, it's, you have to be able to teach the little things that you have to learn along the way. And it's personalized. A lot of people, they learn stuff and they never question, why am I doing this exercise? Why am I, you know, how can I go from here to there? So, with the ability to be able to teach that and teach anyone, any age, they can run faster, be safer. Um, and that's why, once again, we develop critique is so people can go learn, personalize, and upload the content and watch it. And develop yeah, you got to take a look, Robert. I'll tell you, you got to take a look at uh, one of my colleagues. It's called the Sand Dune Stepper. If you go to Instagram, the Sand Dune Stepper is like working on the sand. Works yeah. all of the intrinsic muscles of the feet from superstars to uh, uh, physically challenged individuals. I'm also a very, very big rubber band fan for all of these years for feet and ankles. What about you? I totally agree 100%. Uh, You know, the funny thing, the Nike Free, when they came out, one of my friends, she was part of the development of the Nike Free. Uh, And the the concept was to mimic a lot of the Jamaican barefoot running, why we strengthen the feet and stuff. Um, So I do a lot of sand training here where I live. I find sand anywhere. If I can't do the beach, I do the mountains, um, which strengthen the tendons, the tissues. I always go there first when I start working with anyone, yes. and including the rubber bands. That's that's my go-to, my base training, the foundation. That's how I start any athlete. Um, is build it with the rubber bands and the sand, strengthen the tendons, the muscles around it, and then I can start develop muscles and explosives from there. Totally yes, you know, the, the, uh, uh, what's interesting is, is still to this day, uh, we see four to five to one knee trouble. Fifty percent of the orthotics, Robert, I prescribed over decades in young girls is knee trouble mm-hmm. because of the relationship of that pronated foot 
or that hyperpronated foot, wider hips, a little bit more laxity. And I've been screaming for all these years, maybe along with you, is yep. that if I have a young girl athlete, she should be an orthotic, period. You know, parents and athletes ask me all the time, does my son or daughter need orthotics? And I say to them, you got the wrong word. Let's mm-hmm. ask whether they would benefit. What do you yeah. think? Absolutely supportive device is important. And once in, all based on one's budget, um, if they can afford custom, I say go custom is always the best. And it could be shock absorbed. It could be correct for correction. It all depends on the individual. But anything that's supportive underneath there is better than nothing. Absolutely. Yes, over the counter for years, uh, my world in figure skating, over the counter for years, Robert, I've uh, uh, used Superfeet, Dr. Scholl's of uh, whatever sometimes would work. And it's really great to connect Mm -hmm. with a speed doctor who's really got this orthotics, dash biomechanics background like you, and we're going to talk more about it. Robert Esme, the speed doctor. We'll be right back. It's the sports doctor. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things, make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with zero zilch zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. Live from Chicago, we're back at the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. We are talking speed with Robert Esme, the speed doctor. Uh, he's uh, somebody uh, who uh, competed and won in the Olympics with a gold medal uh, representing Canada. He now works with all sorts of different athletes, all sorts of different sports at Air Blastoff uh, Sports, uh, we were talking about how speed is such a big deal, whatever the sport happens to be. But in youth sports, Robert, there's an epidemic in capital letters of overuse injuries. You know, foot ankle, shin splints, runner's knee, jumper's knee, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so talk about your uh, attention to assessment and your attention to biomechanics uh, is a big part of what you're looking at. You know, I totally agree with you, Doc. Um, and especially in the youth, we see a lot of the shin overusage of stuff because, one, accountability. These young athletes, they're all over the place, and the system that they have in place is that they don't have that foundation. Self-care, 
It's important that they'll roll the feed out, even from a long day, freeze the water bottle, ice it down, calm it down, stretch it, strengthen the feet with a towel in the sand, as we mentioned before. You know, those are the basic foundations to help longevity um, and minimize injuries, the water training, the hot and cold. It's important these athletes um, are taking care of themselves because a lot of times they don't have the, the financial. What money. ages? What ages um, are you involved I work with, with age five and above? So age five and up, I take a look at the mechanics um, and clean up some of the fundamentals because I still want to be able to see the fun things in the kids, the playing, the jump, and the movements. But I want to correct some of the mechanics and the movements and the alignment so they can jump safer and grow um, properly, minimize injuries. As they get older, we start developing those. Um, and yeah, so we, know we start, we start paying attention. Uh, one of the most important aspects of screening any athlete or kid is uh, having them balance on one foot, do yeah. a partial squat, and see how stable uh, they are. It's amazing sometimes how unstable. And it's interesting. In my book, Robert, hashtag Hey Sports Parents, I, one of my chapters, I talk about the two essential exercise concepts, not to replace everything else, not mm-hmm. only, but to be added, I don't care what the age of the kid is, what their sport is, or mm-hmm. what their level is. And again, one we were talking about, strengthen your feet and ankles. And yeah. the second one is work balance. Work mm-hmm. balance and stability, no matter what your sport is. How does that fit into what you like? It's perfect. We're in the same language. You're Bob, I'm Robert. Like we're twins, my brother. <laughs> we're speaking I, the same yeah. language. The same I'm language saying the only, from a different country. We gotta we gotta mix the accents between my New York accent and your uh, uh, Jamaican and Canadian. It's uh, it's the perfect. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. The foundation, you know, even when we talk about uh, when I have athletes and I begin and I said we're gonna walk. And they're like walk. I thought we were gonna run. No, no, no. You're gonna walk. I want to watch you walk. And then we're going to utilize your eyes. I'm going to allow you to take your eyes and pretend it's a magnifying glass. And I want you to pick up things. They're like, oh, I never noticed that before. And then we go through the whole biomechanics of walking. And I said, I wanted to jog. And I'm like, okay, and then jog. I'm going to do the same thing. And then I said, now I want you to run. I said, no, that's the difference between walking, jogging, running, and sprinting. Now that you learned those basics, now let's put all the pieces together. We're going to go backwards now, and we're going to develop it over six weeks. This is where you will be once you learn the fundamentals, how to take care of yourself, and the mechanical and the technical side with it, with the alignment. Absolutely agree with you, Doc. Now, you, at the Olympic world, you were part of a 4x100 um, relay team? That's right. uh, With Donovan Bailey, Bruni Surin, Glenroy Gilbert. We call it the Fabulous Five and Carlton Chambers. So we were pretty much undefeated in the world for uh, six years straight uh, until Jamaica come and took that title as of late with the Bolt era. Uh, yes. Isn't it amazing? You know, the uh, Dominant Bailey, I remember, the, remember that name, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the, the I, you know, I'm that old. I remember, you know, the 10-second uh, the 100 meters was, you know. Uh, and it, it's incredible to see, again, in all sports, and we talk so much about it on the sports, Dr. Robert, bigger, faster, stronger, more explosive, and it's interesting to see who knows what the limits 
and the uh, uh, parameters are regarding uh, what was your best hundred uh, time? I ran a ten ten legal win and a nine nine six um, all condition um, type of race. But the funny thing is, I wasn't even at my best because I punctured my big toe coming off the bed. I, I uh, my room wasn't cleaned. I'm going to update that. And I have brand new spikes. And then when I step off, I was like, ow, like a cat. I'm like, ow. And I couldn't even walk three weeks straight from running that time because I was on par to run about 984. I've run 96 in practice many times. And now it's time to put it in a race, right? Um, but the crazy thing is, my friend, speed. You know, I'm just fascinated with speed. comes in all shape and size. And when we're dealing with a little small guy such as myself, 5'7", and we talk about muscle density. A uh, small person has to develop the muscles and the tissues and the tendons to fire uh, and be dense enough like a golf ball so when it bounces, you can get that height out of it. Because now you have to think and compare. You're racing against someone 6'4", 6'3". How my fire seven is going to, you know, challenge or compete with a 6'5 guy? And it's by bringing the body to that level and the muscles to that density, but the muscles have to behave like an elastic. <laughs> now, of course, over the years, um, your career, for a good example, for the most part, racing shoes were like a piece of paper. Uh, they left so much to be desired, and it was a tough sell to yeah. try to, again to, to, to get um, uh, runners, sprinters, to pay attention to the, you know, the support side or whatever, uh, because the racing shoes they left a lot to be desired um, now there's all of these carbon fibers, all these other Ooh. kinds of technologies. What are your thoughts regarding the world of racing uh, flats and shoes? It has changed the game. I wish I had those spikes back right. in my days because I've run on concrete, I've run on dirt, I've run on grass, and I've run fast. So imagine they give me one of these fiberglass shoes with bouncy on it. Oh, my gosh, it's my little bounce that I had in my muscles. I'm telling you, I'll probably run about 9.2. I would have to go and get Hussein Bolt for the amount of retirement. Right. <laughs> really? Uh, the, the, uh, and again, the, the application um, to uh, all sports at all levels and even at all ages, you know, again, the, the two things everybody cares about, Robert, in, in, in youth sports or sports medicine, two things. One, can I stay out of trouble? Can I prevent problems? And the other thing, when indicated, is can I enhance performance? Can I, if you're pushing off an unstable foot, you're two steps slow. So many times this is one of the main goals of orthotics is lining this individual up, uh, but it's still, it, it's still new news to a lot of runners. But I think we've come a long way, baby. Um, I can't believe I blew through the time. Robert, give me again. Uh, you said the website is being developed. Well, what's the and other site that you Critique.com. C-R-I-T-I-Q.com. They can upload the content. I'll take care of them, give them a personalized feedback, break down the mechanics for them, and send it back to anyone around the world. With you with all the Fantastic. Industry. Robert Esme, Canadian gold medalist, the speed doctor. Robert, hold on. We'll be right back, everybody. It's the sports doctor. The station that makes you feel good.
It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things, make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Hey everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody, we're back live from Chicago. It's the Sports Doctor, the Sports Doctor's In segment. I want to give you a quick shout-out. Bruce Merrin, Celebrity Sports Bureau, his speakers group. I think Bruce just celebrated his 46th, 47th year. He he represented Elvis Presley once upon a time. But the sports world, he represented uh, Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali. Uh, it, it's exciting to be part of his world. Bruce Marin, Celebrity Speakers dot uh, com. Uh, again, it's the Sports Doctors In segment. We preview some upcoming shows, share a little Bob Guida wisdom, answer a few emails. Got some great shows coming up next week. Uh, Mike Curry, the Strong Board, one of the best balanced exercise pieces of equipment. The Strong Board Balance. Uh, uh, they represent, we've had them on before. We highly regard everybody who listens to the sports doctor knows what a big deal balance is. He's coming back. And then Mark Kovacs, a whole world of tennis performance. Mark is in the middle of all of that. He has been for years. So we look forward to his return. Uh, the following week, a couple of great ladies, Christine Blanchett, uh, she is the host of Run With It. Everybody knows my segment, The Sports Doctor's In. It's part of that show. Uh, she's in British Columbia. And then Dr. Denise McDermott. Uh, Dr. Denise is a child and adult psychiatrist. She is a uh, podcaster. Uh, she contributed to the book, Hashtag A Sports Parents. Uh, exercise is mind medicine. She's coming back. Bob Guida paid such attention to the foot. You know, there was a famous piano player 
Um, I don't know if people remember uh, Von Clyburn. And Bob would say, I want to work the feet of these athletes like Von Clyburn's hands on the piano, working the toes, the gripping action, the stability factors, which is why we always liked unstable surfaces and in balance. This is why I called him a few years ago. I said, you got to look at the sand dune. Simulate that the whole exercise in the sand, strengthening all areas of the foot, rubber bands. So Bob would talk about, like our past guest was talking about, strengthening the foot and ankle. Uh, all tendons, ligaments of the foot and ankle. A complicated pronating foot, supinating foot, three motions in three directions all at the same time. You could use rubber bands really, really effectively. So the idea, whatever your age, whatever your sport, whatever your level, you want to pay attention to strengthening your feet. This is our Bob Guida wisdom for this week. Few uh, emails. Ken says, how safe are cortisone injections? You know, they've been around for decades, Ken. They were abused, can be abused, but they're one of the strongest anti-inflammatory methods we have for a sore joint, sore muscle uh, area. Uh, cortisone could be very, very helpful. Might not be our first choice. We might look at oral anti-inflammatories, physical therapy, etc. Over the years, thinking of a sport like football, professional sports, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, cortisone was uh, overused like crazy. Athletes would have 10, 20, 30 injections in a joint, and then the joint would give out. It could wear and tear areas. So we've come a long way, baby, in uh, the use of and the propriety of cortisone, but it's a big weapon, it's a powerful weapon that many times can really, really solve problems like plantar fasciitis, heel spur syndrome, other kinds of tendinitis when indicated. Rose says, um, you know, uh, you've talked a lot about orthotics and kids skating, tennis, um, to the outgrow. Great question, Rose. In general, we expect to get a good 18 months out of orthotics before that boy or girl has outgrown them. I've had uh, uh, youngsters get more than two years in the world of figure skating, which everybody knows is one of my specialties because the orthotic has to be by design, smaller, littler, thinner. We might even be a year and a quarter with some of these kids. Uh, but that's kind of the limit now it's interesting with girls for example at 13 to 14 years old their foot growth is over so i have 25 year old athletes in the same orthotics they were in as a 14 year old size wise boys might be 16 to 17 years old and again we meant we let parents and coaches know for the most part does my son or daughter have to wear orthotics forever let's talk about whether they would benefit I've seen individuals in them decades and decades, as a rule, almost always helpful, posturally. My back feels better, my knees feel better, my feet and ankles feel better when a, or proper orthotics are uh, added to the mix. Uh, but children will outgrow them about 18 months, so you want to pay attention uh, to that. You know, Bill says, you talk so much about the mental game. What do you mean? You know, Bill, uh, regardless of um, what we're talking about, 
whether um, it's a professional athlete trying to win at all costs, whether we're talking about the Olympics and the incredible pressures uh, on these um, athletes at, at so many different levels, whether we're talking about someone trying to stick with their exercise program, whether we're talking about whether somebody can stick with their diet or nutrition program, the mental game is in the middle of all of it. So we have featured over the years on The Sports Doctor, um, I was just mentioning that one of my faves, Dr. Denise McDermott, exercise as mind medicine, uh, the whole idea of adult and child psychiatry, challenges of youth sports, um, is a big deal. Uh, the late, great Dr. Jim Vickery was a colleague of mine. We shared the radio show for, gosh, about five years in the early 90s. He was a sports psychologist. Uh, he represented Northwestern. He represented the, the uh, White Sox, some other teams. Uh, and he never used the word psychology back in the late 80s or mid-80s, 90s. People were scared of the word psychology. So he was a performance enhancement consultant. Today, there's not a team at, at college level, high school level, especially professional level, that doesn't include sports psychology. Uh, professional athletes, uh, it's, it's such a big deal. So the mental game is something we want people to understand. Number one, you can train it. You can pay big attention to this. You learn how to relax, rest and recovery. Very, very important. The mental game is a big deal. We're out of time. Catch everybody next week. It's the Sports Doctor. See ya.